Hey guys, welcome to Thinking Aloud. This episode, we'll be covering perhaps the most famous concept in philosophy, Plato's allegory of the cave. Plato was a student of Socrates and left substantial writings of his teacher's dialogues, perhaps as a spokesperson for his own ideas. The allegory of the cave appears towards the end of his work, The Republic. The Republic is a long dialogue between Socrates and Plato's brother, Glaucon, concerning a variety of topics such as love, justice, happiness, and the philosopher king. The allegory of the cave is the most iconic because it contains a powerful theory of knowledge and how it relates to truth. To understand the allegory, we have to first look at Plato's theory of knowledge. Plato famously proposed the theory of the forms, or ideas, which says that the highest and most fundamental kind of reality are beyond the material world, as eternal things called forms, or ideas, and whatever that we hear, see, touch, smell, and feel are imperfect copies of the forms. From his account, there seems to be a hierarchy of forms, with the idea of the good standing at the top. While we are sensuous creatures barred from assessing the world of forms, we can catch a glimpse of it through rigorous studies of eternal objects, such as from mathematics. The allegory begins in a cave where people are imprisoned since childhood and forced to gaze at the wall in front of them, not being able to look at each other or themselves. Behind the prisoners is a fire, and between them a raised walkway, where other people's basically non-prisoners, walk and carry puppets. The prisoners cannot see those people carrying puppets and are only able to watch the shadows cast on the wall in front of them and hear the sounds of the people echoing off the walls. In turn, the prisoners believe that the shadows of the puppet are real people producing sounds. The shadows are the reality for the prisoners because they have not seen anything else and do not know that the shadows are the projections of actual people walking behind them. Now suppose that one prisoner is freed by choice. He looks around and sees the fire, the puppets, and perhaps finds an exit from the cave not far away, with sunlight shining through. However, every time he looks at the fire and the sunlight, his eyes will burn, and he will likely turn back to the things that he is accustomed to. If he were to drag himself off the exit into the light of the sun, he will be angry from suffering immeasurable pain as light overwhelms his vision. But slowly, his eyes adjust to the brightness of the sunlight, and soon he becomes able to see the people and things themselves, instead of their shadows, and eventually the stars and the sun above him. The free man returns to the cave to liberate his fellow prisoners. Since he is now accustomed to the sunlight, he becomes blind in the darkness of the cave. In seeing his blindness, the prisoners inferred that leaving the cave had caused the free man's blindness and believed that it is foolish to leave the cave. If the free man tries to drag them out of the cave, he will be killed instantly. Each figure in the allegory is related to an aspect of the theory of forms. The prisoners refer to the everyday man, the puppeteers, the artists or authoritative figures, the freed man is the philosopher and the son refers to the good. Taken together, it is a story of the philosopher breaking out from the shackles of lies and manipulations in pursuit of truth and the good. Many modern stories are still derived from the allegory, such as The Matrix and The Truman Show. The grim ending is a stark reminder that the pursuit of truth 
is not meant to be glamorous or utilitarian. Most of us would rather stay in the cave, and the journey just isn't worth the pain. In fact, Plato is not clear on why the path of the philosopher is preferable to the mundane lives of the prisoners, other than assuming that the truth is always worth seeking out because it relates to the good. Nevertheless, the allegory of the cave has become a cornerstone concept in the history of philosophy, through its nuances in representations and the varieties of interpretations available. To this day, scholars are debating its epistemological and political implications. As we will see in a later episode, Martin Heidegger developed much of his later philosophy using the notion of aletheia from the allegory.